Hey, hey, David. Yeah. Hey, hey, Matt. Warriors are up. Yeah, I go fuck yourself. Oh, penis is touching. Penis is touching. Yeah, with Last Jedi still fucking sucks. And so are the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming your butthole after tonight. I said it. I said it. There, I said it. Welcome back to the IWC Nation podcast. I am Matt here with David. Go fuck yourselves. Jason Roush. Hola. These guys are touching penises, apparently. Yeah, it's called, it's called docking. Docking. Good pure, t- pure tips. Pure tips. Pure tips. Yeah, it's called the old yeah. IWC penis tip touch. It's been patented over the years by Meltzer, Alvarez, fucking, you know, whoever no one fuck kicked out. And whoever wants to join in. Yeah, not really. It's almost, I mean, you, you would almost even compare it to the Dutch water, but modified. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are watching the game, yeah, but. Fuck yourself, dude. That was fucking ridiculous. You fucking warriors. Draymond grabs a fucking rebound on the ground, <laughs> shoots a fucking. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway. Guys, let's get into the uh, the old news of the week there. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, King Jason? Are, no, are I pooping? took a bong. I took a bong. Right oh, there. it's not like you were taking a dump. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I might at some point. Um, so we had a wrestler in the Philippines who uh, decided it would be cute to house uh, himself on kerosene and set himself on fire. And apparently, uh, and I actually did finally see the video, he, uh, he jumps off the uh, top rope after lighting himself on fire. His opponent pretty much just goes, no, thank you, and fucking runs. So he just hits the ground and then runs to the back. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You're on your own here. Crowd chanting, holy shit. Well, it's to that point now that where, just... you know, everything that could be done that's actually, you know, in any way, shape, or form safe or sane has been done. So now guys are having to do just completely just retarded shit just to try to get over, you know. Well, look, look at this dude from, uh, I think it's ICW. He puts thumbtacks on a steel chair. Yep. yep. Shit like that, dude. <laughs> it's like, it, 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 Jim Cornette off, that's what pisses him off. Well, that and Kenny Omega, apparently. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that, yeah. Wow. And the Young Bucks. Oh, my God, yeah. It's like, it's almost like those three just sexually assaulted him <laughs> repeatedly, and he just can't get over it. He just can't get he over never it. never will either, dude. That, that, that's corny. That's the cornster. Speaking of yeah, yeah. over corn, um, how about uh, Raw's segment this week with uh, the Lashley sisters, guys? What the fuck was that? Uh, just, I, just, I just, a, just don't even. Just to recap, real quick uh, two things we've seen in 2018 that Vince McMahon still finds funny midgets dress as pancakes and men dress yep. as women. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like he remembers, you know, Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson <laughs> having their evening gown match on a fucking pay-per-view, you know, because that worked real well. I don't know. This is one of those things I saw, and I'm just like, I mean, I just, I feel like it's one of those things where they did it knowing that I was going to get a really bad reaction, and that was kind of the intention. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, you know, you know, two weeks before. Which, you know the old saying, any reaction is a good reaction, or, you know... Any news yeah. is good news. Well, I mean, that definitely got some people talking on social media, whether good or not. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's but it's making me not want to watch like the product. I'm getting to a point where it's like, this is what you're going to put out, and you expect me just to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 especially when you're, you know, Raw's already at three hours. SmackDown's moving to three God hours, was. and then yeah. Yeah, I know. And then fucking NXT's already, you know, well, I mean, I love NXT usually, but they definitely need to reformat it better. Um, I say, I still say combine it with 205 Live. It's just a lot of goddamn wrestling. And honestly, especially when, when Raw is just not good. Like, it's not. I mean, yeah, we're talking about it, but we're not sitting here saying, like, hey, you should go see this. We're telling you, hey, you should save yourself. 15 minutes of your life and stay the fuck away from this yeah. because it's that bad. Well, the thing though now is and that it's not, and it's not even the funny. thing though now is that, you know, and all the, all the little anti smart trolls on Facebook and such have been pointing this out all week. You know, now they got their biggest TV deal ever. Now they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, they don't. Oh, it's going to get worse. Hey, where's the incentive? It's well, like sports yeah. and Madden. Well, it's not, it's that, but also it's like it, to, to a person like Vince McMahon who thinks he's right all the time anyway. This will only reinforce yeah. the idea in his own head that what he's been doing is, is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, and he's just gonna—he's gonna plow full steam ahead with whatever plans he's got going on, which worries me even further. Um, and I mean, you know, SmackDown already has is struggling creatively, in my opinion. And to make it to add another hour, it's like, man, you really are just asking for it's a recipe for disaster. Well, SmackDown last Tuesday got the lowest rating of any SmackDown in so far in 2018, and that's just it's you know it's really it, kind of sad to me the fact that you have yeah I mean, just a couple months ago you had Daniel Bryan made his big comeback you know and that was the highest rated SmackDown in a couple years actually. And now here we are a couple months later and it's a shit fuck. And why? It's just a hundred percent because of poor writing. I mean, you have this amazing roster. Clearly you have guys that can draw over there, but they're just doing nothing good with them at all. And it's just sad uh, is that's the lowest rated SmackDown this year. And it was how much better than raw. I mean, it was far more watchable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'll say that it was definitely was more watchable than Raw, and that in itself is mind blowing. Because I mean, you know, Jeff, Hart, especially because you have Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan main event in SmackDown, and it was good. But it's like, I don't know what the, uh, the rest of the show. I just don't really know what what's going to become of everything in the coming year, guys. I mean, Raw and Smack Raw's right three hours. That's a shit fuck. You know, SmackDown's about to move to three hours. I just don't really know how. I mean, I mean, fucking already. Road Dog puts about five seconds of thought into about two hours of, of, of television every week. You know, and that seems to be too much for him. So I can only imagine what's going to happen now with three hours to fill. That's yeah. it's scary, and that's why uh, we're sort of shifting format here in the IWC Nation. Yeah, it's kind of forcing us to because it's just that bad. That some of it, I'm starting to fast forward through because I'm like, I'm just not going to waste. That's how I watch Raw and SmackDown, Hulu and fast forwarding. I will say that I did watch Two Hundred Five Live this past week, and that was actually pretty good. Yeah, Two Hundred Five Live was really good, but but that's been steadily improving. But they really need tag titles on that show. They really need. Yeah, and there's been talk about the two. I'm not sure what the holdup is at this point. But there has been talk they're going to include those pretty shortly after WrestleMania, so I'm not really sure what's go- I mean what the holdup is, but that definitely is something they need at this point because uh, 
there's just too many guys doing nothing that matters, really. Yeah, and you could stick them in so many of them in cool tag teams, and they'll work, and the, and you know, they'll care too about their tag team. So we'll actually get some tag teams again. You know, yeah. it'll be nice. Yeah, it's all and over. Push. And also opens up doors for you know like cruiserweight kind of tag teams who haven't been signed yet to kind of come into the company as well. Because they have we have like Hollywood Boys, for example, who you know had, they have pretty good true. showings in the uh, you know the cruiserweight open. But then what they do when when two five live became a thing, they did nothing because they had nothing to do. So they just made him into Junior Mahal's little fuck boys, you know. Yep. So and you only start and then you only start seeing. Yeah, more. I know. What happened to the other guy? I was wondering what happened to the other dude. They just say, oh, they're interchangeable. They both look the same. It's just they just combine yeah. them into one. So, so yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I totally thought they just swap them out. Yeah. Every now. <laughs> really, they swap them out. Why not? Why not? It wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. It really wouldn't. Oh, guys! All right, back uh, on the rumor mill. Uh, so rumor has it that the Miz is slated to win Money in the Bank and then cash in on AJ Styles. What do you guys think of that? It's awesome. My only concern. Oh, I think it makes my yeah. pants. My only concern though now is that because that's out there right now, it could be one of two things. It could be a purpose, a purposeful. Smokescreen, smokescreen, which they've been yes. doing in recent years, or it could yep. be a situation where it's true, but because it's true when I got out, now they're going to change the finish. Right. Yep. So. Yeah, because there's there's just oh no, like it sounds too good to be true. That's kind of my issue with it. Like I want I want to believe it, and I, I hope so. And I think Miz absolutely deserves a good six month to a year with the belt. He has earned it. If anyone's earned it, it's him. And I mean, he's been the one one of the biggest reasons I've stuck around the last few years is because I like watching him on TV. I think he's a great heel. He's always engaging and his matches are usually really good. He deserves it only for the fact that he impregnated so, Maurice. That too. I, mean, I, I mean, good God. I, 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 I mean, because I remember him on fucking Real World. He was a tool then. And it's like, dude, look at you now. I, I can't. I have to clap. Like, mad respect, I mean, man. Like, nothing but respect. Like Pat gets <laughs> serious mean. He's paying in Maurice, you know. Yes. Some, it's, like, oh, yeah. it's like people talk shit about Mark Merrill, for example, all the time. Well, the guy clearly was packing some serious meat if he was pegging Sable. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, there's clearly something so, going so on. And, juice. Know. And if you watched him in WCW, the women fucking loved him. Okay, yep. so I mean, the WCW made a point of like panning to the crowd when Johnny B. Bad would be on the screen because they fucking went, they loved it. So that was total side <laughs> Anyway, in rumor number two, uh, Ray Mysterio talking in an interview with Telemundo about uh, the possibility of going full time with WWE again. Says he wants to uh, start a stable if he does that with Sin Cara Cisco, and uh, Andrea. I can't pronounce his first name. Uh, and Omos. Yes. yes. And uh, Selena so Gomez yeah. by extension. Well, will, will they all come out in lawnmowers like like the fucking Mexico? Oh, that would be hilarious! Like the LWO maybe used to. Maybe they could hire the Parka Three and just have him. Wear a sombrero, uh, like people with chairs. Alberto Del Rio, while you're at it, fuck it. Yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, uh, well, I would fucking dig. I don't know. I would be okay with that kind of stable. I mean, it would. It could work. It would help get those guys a little bit more. Um, something. Something. Uh, I'm trying right now. I'm a little high. Uh, and then plus, I have a kid asking. Well, no, the problem. The, uh, see, the problem in the past with you know the mass luchador community, so to speak, even back in WCW, is that they strictly got over based on their work rate. Whenever they tried to give them actual yes. gimmicks and personalities, it would fail terribly. Because for one, most of them can't speak true in English. Secondly, you know, no. being that, you know, the wrestling business all, all is, is inherently white and racist. Dude. They don't really get it. They don't really know how to make these guys interesting without making it just, you know. Or, and well, and that's why I had to applaud Lucha Underground because, you know, even with them you know, a lot of some of them not speaking a lot of English. It, I still found guys like Aerostar just fascinating, and I loved their matches. Yeah. And they made they, they made yeah, Dragos is really cool so, too. Oh, Drago is fucking awesome. He's he, he's fantastic. Uh, I also like King Quano. He's probably one of my favorites. Um, but and that's just based off of storytelling that, and how they're doing it. So I I just don't think they care. Well, that's, that's possible, but yeah, keep in mind that the WWE is still at the end. You know, as far as uh, creatively, it's still controlled by an, by a sixty something year old man. You know, yeah. thought that uh, thought a stable of dancing, singing black guys, you know, was a good idea in twenty sixteen. You know, and of course, eventually, I don't know the day, new day got eventually, but it wasn't without you know complete failure at first. I was going to say because they had to they had to basically take their personalities and be themselves, and then they it, got over. It, and yeah, that's what, yeah, and it. If it blows my mind that Vince still seems to always forget, or I mean, it's how else do you explain it? Because it's like Stone Cold's, you know, the same example of that. He, he took his personality and just cranked it up to a 10, you know, and you can tell when some of the guys like AJ Styles, I mean, you know, gay community. Gay community, that should be a gimmick. <laughs> just a complete homophobic <laughs> southerner. Earth was crazy. Earth, Earth was crazy. 6,000 days. I'll tell you that right now. Or years. Yeah, sorry, it's years. Well, that's the one thing that Russo was good at, you know, was letting guys kind of be themselves. And kind of, for example, Jeff Jarrett, you know, the guy. True. You know, if you, if you listen to rumors and whatnot. And, you know, when he, he, he was never, no one ever gave a shit about him in the WWF until he got the woman beaten redneck gimmick. Then True. he got over like a motherfucker, and he continued to know. Oh man, he got so he got much heat. heat. I remember you know, that time. That's dude. see, that was one thing Russo was good at, and he, you know, he just brought. I brought it up because he just brought the idea of you know guys being themselves, except just turning up the volume to twelve. Well, that's that was a Russo thing, and that's one thing that's been missing yeah. really ever since you know the day. Of- it was. It's definitely too scripted, too laid out, too formulaic, and it's just it's. It's why a promos these days, which are honestly some of my favorite things. It's like it puts me to sleep watching yeah. Raw and SmackDown because some of them are just so formulaic. There's just it's the same thing over and over again. There's no sense of it's like drones. Yeah. It sucks. And of course, the few the few guys who actually do get over, like funny thing about John Cena, you know, the guy. I think there's an interesting correlation there between you know fans starting to react more positively, you know, positively to him. And his actually being the one guy in the roster in the last couple of years, especially who's been allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants, really. You know, I mean, he gets 
True. Say pretty much whatever the hell he wants whenever he wants. And that's really helped his, you know, help him get over with, him with the family. You know, the male over the age of 15 years old, 14 years old fan base who, you know, much more wrestling than just, you know, the WWE's little world. WWE shitty little world. Uh, last piece on the rumor mill, uh, more, uh, more stable talk. Um, rumors of uh, Roman and the Authors of Pain teaming up keep popping up uh, with a heel stable. Um, I personally think it's a great idea. Yeah, sign me. I kind. I mean, I would watch it because I, I think you know it could be good. I mean, will it's it? Something different with Roman. That's like really. Yeah, and honestly, people would boo the shit out of that, especially if they actually like just use the authors of pain like they used to in NXT when they were heels, and just have them pummel the living piss out of everybody. Then you, you, you've got it, and then they have them help Roman get the universal title back. Like, okay, it, like that is a good. Story. Story to tell, like, and people will boo the living shit. I out pretty of much that. support anything that involves Roman turning heel at this point. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's such a good right. idea. You just know they're not going to fucking do it. Well, yeah, once again, yeah. it's floating around on the rumor mill, so Vince would have to admit that uh, maybe it came from the internet. And it, you know, Vince, it, Vince is just not likely to do it because it's a good idea. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I don't know Which is, I'm not sure what their direction even is at this point because. Yeah, you well, got I mean, me. Clearly, it's making money. It's making money. Oh yeah, but I mean, as far as just creatively, you know, for the past year or so, they were quite clearly building up Roman to finally have his grand coronation, and this is supposed to be Roman's time. And like we all kind of figured what happened, the coronation failed miserably, and now it seems like they're in kind of this weird little spot where you know they're kind of slowly admitting that Ro- Roman just might not be the guy, but they're not willing to give up on it entirely. You know. Do you think scrambling to change the, not the full plan, but the meat of it? Trying to rewrite everything they had planned? Yeah. I, I, think I mean, wh- why else would he fight gender? Oh, yeah, gender. <laughs> and it just seems like there's, there's grass paper straws at this point, you know? It's just like they, they've, they've invested so much in Roman, and they, they just so much time and effort and just everything to make him get him over, and it's just like, not working it hasn't worked and by this point three years in you know and you're still to this point where it's just you know it's just not he's i'm the top he's i'm the top merchandise seller despite the fact that his merchandise out probably outnumbers everyone else's merchandise about four or five items to one at the stands well what's crazy yeah i mean last numbers i saw aj was out selling um yeah i mean yeah aj and cena well last i read cena was still number one Shows, yeah, yeah. You know, then AJ and Roman are pretty much neck and neck for number two. But then, as you know, I know Jason. We went to a wrestling a WWE event not too long ago, and yep. and as typical Vince fashion, the guy who he wants to be the top merchandise seller has the most merchandise. That's yep. Roman had so much stuff there compared to. But yet, else. despite that, Cena and AJ are still outselling him. And it's like me, like you know, Seth Rollins. When the shirt, the shirt I went and got it. His, I ordered it online because the the, the last event I went to, it wasn't there. I was like, "What the hell?" It's kind of ridiculous. If you go there, it's literally just like they have five different Roman Reigns shirts, plus gloves, plus a little stupid bear, plus some some eight by ten glossies, plus you know, this fucking butt plug. 
and then you have a pen. Yeah, and some lotion. I'm surprised they don't have lotion for it yet. Roman Reigns yeah. lotion. You know, so you can go fap in the bathroom. Like, why don't they make an entire soap? Make, yeah, so why don't make an entire fucking room dedicated to Roman Reigns merchandise? It is let everyone get everything they want, but then still, you know, then there you go at that point. It's a masturbatorium. And you know, one, you know what would be really nice is that one day they eventually will stop calling him the big dog and it will be nice. Hey, I have hope for him that, that he won't get instantly booed when his music cues because I, I actually like, I, I like to like Roman. Uh, he's a but, guy in real life. It's just, you know, he says things, you know, it's yeah. like whatever, you know, for example, you got sure you guys a couple weeks ago, Steve Austin kind of addressed the whole situation with Roman. And of course, you know, Roman basically, he, in so many, in not exact words, he basically said that, you know, he, it's not necessarily up to him what he, you know, he just does what he's told. But at the same time, he made sure to point out the fact that Steve Austin isn't his boss. And, it's almost, it's almost like yeah. for a second there he's being humble, but at the same time he has to always be the big dog. You know, he has to always, you know, get that little shot in that little, that little shot. Yeah, and it's like, look, calm down, dude. You may be, have main evented four straight WrestleManias, but you will never be. Well, but but it's like, but it's like, but stuff ever. like that that's pissing off the fan base. That's one thing that Cena never fucking yeah. did. Cena never made had nope. to take his little shots. He never had to. Argue with fans, argue with on Facebook, Twitter. He never had to argue with Steve Austin, take shots at people, legends. He would just kind of do his thing. No. And that's a he just did his thing. That's something going. that Roman done. Yeah. Not enduring him to people. Yeah, and you know, it would suck too, is because he does have a look I do like. So like I wanted to like him at first, especially when I saw him at Shield. But then I saw him like as soon as he went solo, I is it was just like forced and forced and forced. And not even in a good way. And Jason, I, you're cutting I, out I, a lot, bud. Oh, here, let me move in closer to my internet then. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but we are. Let me turn this down, Guinevere. I need to be able to record. But no, he 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 just the, especially the Triple H match. If you look at that one as well, it it, it was a. It was so boring. Like it was just this bland thing. It's like this is the main event, and then this year it got it got crapped on. Like I just cannot believe that. Well, everybody's they, so they, over. Just the range experiment just has to end eventually. It just and that's that's right. Comes back to my original point is that it seems like you know this was kind of the time they put so much fucking effort this past year. They literally made. The entire roster from John Cena to Braun Strowman either bend down to both Lesnar and Roman with the eventual end game of having Roman beat Lesnar at WrestleMania. And it all and it all failed. It still failed. Yeah. And honestly, the WrestleMania 34 match even like was like I enjoyed 31 more. And but even before Rollins got involved. It was just better, a better constructed match, in my opinion. Well, and I feel um, like, well, keep keep in mind also, a couple of years ago, Lesnar gave a lot more of a shit about his work than he does. This is you also know, true. It's something true. we talked about before the match itself. Actually, was the fact yeah. nowadays Lesnar he only puts an effort with guys that he really kind of truly respects or wants to put an effort with, like AJ like, Styles was like a big AJ, deal. or like I mean, you know, even like a John Cena when you know. If Roman Reigns, he clearly doesn't seem to respect him at the same level. Same goes for Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Nope. Well, he, yeah, I mean, 
what has he really done to earn it? I mean, yeah. Brock, I, mean, I think Brock has really turned to shit when it comes to his wrestling career. I miss the Brock yeah. shooting star presses and whatnot. He doesn't give a I mean, not that, not that he should, because he almost broke his neck, but at least that was Brock giving a shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, he just, you know, like I said, you can tell with AJ, he knows, or CM Punk, he sells when he wants to. And it, it honestly makes his matches so much better because he, he gets he actually into it. Tries, yeah, yeah, because he is good at it. And that's what I think what the, pisses the fans off even more with him is because we know he is good at it. Yeah. Like, well, if you watch the Roman match at WrestleMania, it was literally just an entire match of this Brock beating the living shit out of him. He gave him, and he gave I him think, nothing. It, yeah, and I think that Brock did that on purpose because I think this is him going, all right, this is three years later and I'm still doing this bullshit with this yeah, guy. And that's, and right. he had a crowd out of it from the start. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I heard from people that were there live, you know, Hit beach balls, tons of beach balls going around. Um, you know, the various chance of people not caring either. It was nuts. Yeah, it was it was a fiasco, really. Uh, let's move away from WWE for at least a minute. Um, uh, Joe Hendry uh, was announced to be uh, about to make his debut for Impact. I don't know, about yeah, him, but Jason. Uh, Jason seems pretty excited about this. So, yeah, he was in W. He's former WCPW. Defiant. Well, I don't. He's been Defiant champion, but he was WCPW champion when they were that. Uh, he was great. Called himself the prestigious one. He had this little stable with El Ligero, who's also a really fucking awesome wrestler. You should check out. Uh, he's going to be in the crew, uh, the UK tournament this year, so he's definitely someone that should be checked out. I mean, I, I've liked El Ligero for a while. Um, and then you put no. Anyways, Joe Hendry, he, he yeah, he had this uh, stable called the Prestige, and then you know called himself the Prestigious One. He's just a really good wrestler. He's a good solid heel. His promos were always fun. He he knew how to get a good reaction from the crowd every time. Uh, I think Impact he can do really well if they push. Him. Hey, I'm liking their roster a lot, especially with the Lucha Underground guys peppered in and whatnot. Um, yeah. It, Impact's making smart decisions lately, I, I, and I, I, I got to give them credit. Character development is really good. Um, I mean, I've just started watching again, but uh, I really enjoyed this week's uh, Impact. So, we'll into that, though. Um, so, yeah, Henry to debut with Impact. Uh, also, guys, this last week was the 19th year uh, anniversary of the death of Owen Hart. Oh, man. Talking about breaking my heart. Say you love me, kid. No, I'm but, um, Of course, uh, no mention of that uh, as far as I saw on Raw. Well, they can't. Yeah, they, they can't because, yeah, because they will get sued. <laughs> like they, they can't do shit with him he, because she, she is, like, bitter Of course, them. she, of course, is um, Owen's wife, the um, yeah. Martha Cuntart. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. a sad situation. You know, I mean, I honestly, the reality is that as long as Martha breathes on this earth, um, Owen will never be in the Hall of Fame. Will ne- will never. Nope. I mean, honestly, we were lucky to get a Best of Owen Hart DVD, and that's good. Yeah, she, she blew a gasket over that. Oh, uh, I mean, the reality is that as long as she is alive. 
once she's gone that you know not I mean, understand hate, hate the company you know yeah. because I mean that that industry is what giving them yeah it's they lost their father that's awful the father but chances are they probably had pretty pretty solid pretty you know uh, what's the kind of word for it kind of um privileged lives you'd have to think financially because of the wrestling business yeah, their their children are set because exactly. Of it. You know? so and family. Well, family, and I mean, wrestling made the Hart family, and some might destroyed the Hart well, family. Just, side, you know, but yeah. I mean, Owen, Owen, growing up, Owen, especially Owen and Brett's feud, and having an older brother myself, uh, it was like it was like watching my life on TV. It was like you because know, I was Owen. And, you know, he was Brett, at least at the time. It's kind of flip-flop now. I would say I'm more Brett than he's Owen now. Yeah. But he's not dead. But well, he might well I mean, that feud, Owen versus Brett, honestly, it could have been the feud that had they just stuck the course and just kept Brett and Owen feud as the number one story in WWE throughout the 90s, you know, at least through the mid-90s, at least that, that rough period there in the mid-90s where instead of, you know, they kind of jumped ship, ran – you know, jumped on the diesel train there for a year. Owen for a year rather than jumping the diesel. Who knows? You know, maybe they never would have gotten so behind. You know, who knows what the history of wrestling would have been? As opposed to doing the whole diesel diary. Oh, it was shit. I mean, if you have ever seen SummerSlam '95. You know what yeah, I'm talking it's, about. It's uh, easily the worst thing that you've ever seen in your life. It's shit best. I mean, yeah, Mabel versus Deal just sounds, you know, just such a captivating match. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, some, you know, you just know that when Briscoe and Patterson, you know, read this on, you know, were pitched the idea or just were talking about this idea with Vince. Well, I'm sure Vince had a huge boner over the over this idea. But, you know, Patterson and Briscoe, if we had came on back then, you know, the uh, backstage was, was controlled by old worker types. You know, Pat Patterson, Waffle McDaniel, Briscoe, guys who, you know, understood what made a good wrestler, understood what classic wrestling, you know, kind of how it worked. He just knew they had to I mean, this. Like, what? 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 Yeah, it's... It... Sorry. No, go ahead. I feel like David just dropped out on that. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he did. There he is. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that sounded like David just dropped. Sorry, everybody. We're having an audio difficulty. Um, anyway, let's, let's uh, move on to really, I think, the biggest thing. Let's talk about it. Just a few hours ago, Enzo Amore dropped his uh, rap single. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my and life. Jason and I had the pleasure of watching it. Uh, he just kept going like over the same thing over and over again, but not really, but, but changing a few words here and there. But it's like, dude, you just sound like a bitter old fuck. And honestly, this makes me think you did it even more. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's just attacking the accuser and, 
attacking the Me Too. Like, that's over, over that's over again. Especially the way he did it and the imagery he was trying to get across. Get dragging, it's like, dude, dragging a fucking coffin through the desert. Well, it's like, dude, you didn't kick yourself kicked out of WWE. I mean, that was the that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But you were already fucking hated backstage. You were already disliked on a massive level. Yeah, um, that just didn't do anything for me. That was, I mean, that was a fucking joke. It was a joke. Honestly, if I never heard anything from Angel Boy for the rest of my life, I'd be completely happy. It'd be a good life. It'd be a good life. It'd be fine. You know, I mean, if I if he just disappeared today, I just, you know, just never Man, I can barely hear you, David, and I can hear somebody's TV. Oh, yeah. Whatever, turn it down now. Sorry. David, but, I don't know if you got to jiggle your uh, cord and your aux cable plug or whatever, but I'm really having trouble hearing you. Yeah, you've been cutting out pretty, yeah. pretty tough there. There's been us. a lot of cutting out. Like, I've heard, yeah, I've heard um, Matt's one right now has clear audio. Uh, we both had some issues, I could tell. No, just stick with us, guys. Uh, we record in person more often, but, you know, this is going to happen occasionally. So we're just going to power through it and, you know. Maybe we'll shorten the episode and get, just to get a 40-minute one out, for, you know, 45 up minutes. So let's see. Um, let's jump into uh, to David's review of Major League Wrestling for the week. Yeah. Oh, yes. So first and foremost, uh, it's nice to hear good old Tony, Big Dick Shivani. Well, not me for Big Dick, uh-huh. but nice to hear Tony Shivani. And not on crack. Back. You know, uh, interesting thing about Shivani in that, you know, this is something that if you actually watch MLW Fusion, had to do, is that, you know, Shivani's style is the other, you know, kind of, uh, you know, he doesn't tr- use a lot of filler, you know. No, he that's, doesn't. It's one of the things I've he loved. He kind of calls the action in the ring, and that's kind of it. Now, if you watch, now they compare this to the old WCW, like Nitro at its peak, for example, he was always getting bad lines. And of course, one of the big yeah, sure. knocks on his commentary, especially at the height of the Monday Night Wars, was that you'd have like a amazing match going on in the ring, like, like, like Sergio Malenko, but he's talking about the NWO, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, clearly that was kind of a, you know, that was more of a production thing. You can learn so much to talk about. But if you watch MLW and you don't get any of that. And yeah, it does kind of lead some awkward awkward silences here and there because he's not being constantly fed random shit to fill in the silences. But it's kind of cool. Color guy going with him? What was that? I don't have a color commentator going with him. Yeah, he is. Man. I don't know he's some dude. I'm not sure the other guy is. I don't know who the fuck he is. Some, <laughs> just some fucking dude. dude. I, I didn't get his name. But anyway, after the match itself, opening match, Santana Garrett, who just, um, has the most tender, the most tender ass you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Ryder, Chelsea Green. Um, 
both women, first and foremost, very attractive. There are a lot of good things about both of them. The match itself, my biggest problem with them is that they're both kind of working. Uh, I don't know if you guys, if you watch a lot of wrestling, especially women's wrestling, you'll see sometimes, especially that uh, sometimes you uh, just don't really, they're so, they're so, um, that almost looks really you know what I mean? Like if you yeah. from a couple weeks ago, the infamous Peyton Royce made a song from a couple weeks ago. Like the punch pulled too quickly, you know, it's more like a production rather than a fight, which we all know it's but at the same time, you know, you gotta try to make it look as realistic as possible. Yep. Yeah, David, you're kinda of cutting there again. Hey Matt, are you how are you doing? Hello, David. Hear me? Yeah, that's better. All right. So anyway, um, just let me know. So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I got excited. Go on. <laughs> so anyway, Santana Garrett goes over Chelsea Green in a very underwhelming match. Santana Garrett has asked for days. Chelsea Green uh-huh. pretty hot herself. Whatever. Moving on. True. Yeah, next. We had the Simon Gotch nation uh, gimmick. Simon Gotch is his own little group now. Former uh, WWE villain. Uh, he's kind of coming to the company. Signed so far. Open challenge gimmick kind of going on. Someone to Kurt Angle's open challenges. And basically, he's promo, watch the jobber. That's basically. Yeah. Interesting. It's just. Just there to make Simon Gotch look like a deep. <laughs> the main event, Pentagon challenging a uh, good old for the wrestling championship. And this match, guys, was pretty fun. Um, start, but you know, like most good matches, kind of builds to the end in here. Yeah, it's a pretty good spots here. Uh, the, the um, you know, the, the most memorable, of course, Pentagon delivering a Canadian destroyer to uh, Mr. Strickland on the fucking ring apron, uh, which, which could end very badly for him. Uh, but yeah, but the match was great. Though. It kind of went to the hardcore territory there. Um, you know, they get some nice little spots with uh, you know, Shane Strickland got caught up, he got tied up with some um. Electrical cord was slapped repeatedly. The cops and honestly, guys, um, of course, Strickland won it. Interesting, interesting little point here. Of course, as you can watch a lot matches, you know, he does the old, uh, you know, spinning miss deal. That's one of his trademarks. And uh, he actually did did the old spot where he loses his opponent and hits his LA uh, or manager, I guess, right in the field. But the problem is, she completely no sold it. She took him, you know, directly in the face, and acted oh. as if it was kind of like a, just, uh, you know, just kind of a, a minor inconvenience rather than. Oh, what a bitch! Uh, he's usually historically when he takes kind of miss in the face, you're supposed to say that you know he's got poison, he's got something, you know, like it's hurt, like it's painful, you know. And she was more just annoyed, seemed annoyed by the fact that she had red shit all over her white suit as opposed to. You know, a painful mist in her eyes. So that was my only thing about it. My only negative take back from it was she's in some fuck she was. 
overall, the match is great. I totally recommend watching it. It was great hearing um, Shivani commentary again. And uh, probably next week, honestly, it was, it was actually refreshing to uh, get a decent product on affiliated Yeah, and you know, I even watched Ring of Honor this week, and that was that was pretty damn good as a whole. Um, just a few basic matches, nothing even worth mentioning for the most part, except for uh, I mean, I can't even remember, but I just I do it was good. The show still needs to get tweaked a little bit. They're, they they definitely need to. I want it. Um, you know, it's an hour. Um, the best match though was the main event, and that was what stuck with me, and that was um, Cody Rhodes, Marty Scroll. And Hangman Page versus SoCal Uncensored, or Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. And it was fucking good. Like, that was almost a pay per view quality match they just put on their TV show. It was, it was good. Um, and, and the Bucks got the win, or, or Hangman Page got the win too. So it was good stuff. I really enjoyed it. V, uh, Ohio versus everyone opens up the show against uh, Drago and Aerostar. Uh, earlier, I just love these guys. Uh, it is fantastic. Um, it was, a, it was a, a short match. Uh, basically, not long into the match, Edward jumps up and goes to the ring and starts attacking everybody and starts choking out uh, Sammy Callahan pretty viciously. Callahan's spitting up all over himself. And, uh, so, that, that, it, that was maybe the highlight of the show. Um, by the way, Don Callis back uh, announcing for Ring of Fire. Uh, uh, oh, that's awesome. Uh, much better than Sanjay Dutt, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, I love I love Don Callis, and I miss Mike Tenay. Yeah, I I would love it if they if they had uh, Tenay in there instead of Josh Matthews or with him because I do like Josh Matthews. Yeah, Matthews isn't too bad. I mean, he's not like great, but he's decent enough. Uh, but uh, Kevin Callis had some really weird interactions. Uh, at one point, uh, Callis asks uh, Matthews if he thinks that Keanu Reeves is attractive. Yeah. Matthew says that he thinks Seidel would be a surfer. If he wasn't a wrestler. I don't. I, I mean, thanks. Okay. Right. But uh, you know, uh, one of the better things they had going on this week was uh, continuing on with LAX's losing streak. They haven't won since Redemption. Conan disappeared. Uh, they had a promo with uh, dude from New York. Like I said, I've just started watching him back. I don't know who he was, but he basically says. Uh, Conan's been jumped, and now he's at the safe spot. It's kind of cheesy, but uh, I like the fact that they're really selling this losing streak for LAX. So they lose to the Cult of Lee, and it was a uh, decent enough match. Uh, we have Scott Steiner coming out uh, yeah. during a uh, promo by the new tag team champions, yelling about uh, the you know they didn't actually win, and uh, he says. You couldn't do that ten times. That ten times. So, good job, Scott. Yeah, just hearing Scott Snyder talk tickles me because the guy is Scott is bad at talking, just speaking. Yeah. Uh, 
Phantasma and Matt Seidel match, which was a decent enough match, but it just it kind of lacked something. There was no yeah. match during the show. There was nothing, no character to it. It just kind of, it kind of was. Oh, to interject real quick, um, we have the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and the, uh, the Warriors again for the fourth time in a row. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah. The dude's like, son of a bitch. I'm sick of every goddamn fuck. So then we have a pretty good match between Desmond Xavier and Petey Williams. Uh, Desmond ended up winning, so he gets to go uh, on to face Brian Cage next week. I don't know if that's really a surprise. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I was going to say, Brian Cage usually just asks right, everybody he faces. Yes. And then he goes home, and then he goes home and pounds Melissa Santos, which is, I mean, that's a pretty good life. I'm not gonna lie. That's uh, that sounds like that's gonna happen. Um, then we have really, actually, the highlight of Impact, and that was a, a promo with Ali basically uh, turning to darkness uh, for her match with Sue Young. Rosemary's uh, face paint, and she's dark and and creepy, and the ambiance is perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I dug it. Uh, then in our uh, main event, Moose and Congo Kong. As Congo Kong, he's searching around for Jimmy Jacobs, who's nowhere to be seen. Don Callis selling that he's never seen Congo Kong wrestle a match without him. I don't know what mystics of that. Yeah. But um, they have a good match. Moose gets the win, and uh, as Josh Matthews, Moose is getting better. Yeah, no, Moose looks great. Um, I I really enjoy him and, and the whole thing, and. Uh, I mean, the guy's a beast. I mean, six yeah. pounds. Good lord, he could still be playing the NFL easily. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as Josh Matthews is closing out the show, the the uh, footage kind of cuts and distorts, and it cuts to uh, Jimmy Jacobs laying knocked out in the back, furthering uh, this plot line that they have going on, where somebody is attacking. See where that's going. Um, no, it's probably a really good show. I enjoyed it much more than Raw. I didn't skip through the matches. I didn't run it at you know one and a half speed like I did with SmackDown and Raw. I watched it. I was gonna say, Twice. and we. I mean, I, and Ring of Honor. You know, I mean, I only wrote down notes for the main event because it was just that good. It kind of overshadowed the rest of the show. But I mean, Ring of Honor still. Is, I I like they take time to show. Promos backstage, and they their, their promos always feel like there's a point to them, or at least they're trying to talk about like something that's relevant. Uh, it kicked David out, by the way. Yeah, it did. I, I was trying to say that to you. Um, oh. go ahead and take a break, and we'll reconnect with David. Sorry for all the problems. All right, guys, we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Me and you again. Give it a second. No. Yeah, David says he's having trouble still. All right. Well, let's just let's just do an outro. It's yeah. gonna be just a short, in, you know, addition. Um, David's not here, but I wanted to say during years did finish off the uh, the Rockets. Yes, they did. So we will have another year. Of Cavs and Warriors. And Cavs, which I'm I'm really, like, if LeBron wins this, good God. I don't think he will. I, I don't think, think there's any chance he can. I think it's going to be a four-game sweep, or it's going to be four games to one. Because, I mean, he just he just had to carry that team through a, a seven-game series with the Celtics. And now he, he – and then the while the Warriors, I mean, they spread the load pretty much for the most part. Yeah, well, and everybody for the Warriors has been on fire, at least these last two games. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting series. But, um, you know, I don't want to go too far without David here. So let's just uh, let's wrap this up for uh, for Jason Roush. Yep. Uh, for David, who is uh, somewhere out there in Lakeside trying to figure out what the hell happened with his phone. Yep. Um, I'm Matt. This is the IWC Nation podcast. And um, – We'll come back stronger next week, guys. Yep. Maybe we'll do it in person next week. Get it over. Yeah, here. probably, probably, probably best. Yep. All right. Late. Night, Jason. Yep. Night, everybody. <laughs>